All right, welcome, welcome. Another Rags Riches Secrets. What we're going to cover in today's podcast is the law of advancement. It will make you rich. This is one of the things that poor people do not understand about making money. And because they don't understand this, poor people will always remain poor. And it's crazy enough, like this is such an important subject that the reason I want to dive into this is because I've made a study of this. I've, I've looked at it. I've studied it. I've seen this in play. And as I've looked at it more and more, like I am convinced that this is in fact true. Now, what you guys are familiar with, there are universal laws, right? There's the law of gravity. What goes up must come down. There's laws of like when things are in motion, they'll stay in motion until something acts to stop on it. There are laws that have been like literally documented. And there's a guy by the name of Myron Golden. And he talked about, he goes, he goes, I've got, there's a, there's another law. He goes, I believe I probably discovered it um, because I've never heard anybody talk about it. And when he started talking about this law of advancement and I looked at it and I'm like, huh. And the more I looked at it and the more I listened to it and the more I've actually watched it be, be played out in life and implemented, the more I realize that there is in fact a law of advancement. Unless, I mean, as I take and I put this into your head and you start thinking about this, consider, is this not in fact absolutely true? Because everything I've done, everything I've looked at and tested is in fact shows that this is true. Okay, law of advancement. Basically what this is talking about is before something can actually go up, it always goes down first. Now you might be saying, Mike, like, huh, what do you mean? Before something goes up, it has to go down first, okay? Probably the easiest analogy to understand this law of advancement is take and consider a seed. This seed, it is, it is the essence of what be, could become a tree. But now think of the journey that this seed has to take. This seed, in order for it to become a tree, the very first thing that it does is it actually has to go down. So somebody or nature or something will cause this seed to somehow be pressed inside the soil so that the seed could then germinate and become a tree. But think about it. Before it becomes a tree, it must go down into the earth. It has to fall. It like grows by falling first. The second piece of this, this scenario that has to take place is the seed itself has to consciously, it has to make the decision to cease being a seed before it can actually become a tree. And you'll, you'll run into people like all the time. They're like, huh? Like, how do I figure out how to get ahead? How do I figure out how to get some momentum? How do I figure out how to, to obtain the good life? And they, they overlook this most simple and basic principle that is in order for them to advance, they're going to have to acknowledge or recognize that their checking account is going to dip. Your checking account will fall before you ever figure out how to advance. People will go to college. They'll spend four years there. Their checking account typically falls before it actually figures out how to start advancing. Look at look at every example. Let's just say you want to create an internet company, okay? First thing that you're going to do is you're going to discover your checking account will fall. It will dip as you purchase a website so that you can start building your company. Everything that I, I look at, like you drive even to a job to, to apply for a job, 
your checking account will fall because you paid for the gas to be able to get to that appointment to even apply. But here, here, lies, the, here lies the secret is people are concerned about allowing their checking account or whatever it is to take a fall because they become afraid. Think of, think of like, so you've got a tree, okay? Let's just say we've got this tree. We've got these little birds, right? And this is kind of how life plays out. We, we're right up there at the, in this tree. We're nestled in. We're very comfortable. Life is good. And as we're sitting there inside this tree, just happy, 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 okay? Let, let, so we, we're there with mom, right? And what will happen is, is then it's time to eventually one day get out of the nest. And what we do, because we're humans, we're not birds, we will take it and we will follow a little bit. And then we're like, oh, oh, that was so scary. And then we're terrified. And so then what we'll do is we'll, we'll nestle in right next to the tree and then we'll, we'll climb our way up just a little bit. And then we'll find our nice little perching spot, like kind of by maybe mom and dad, right? And, and because of that, we get stuck in this circle of sameness. And this circle of sameness causes us not to advance. Like, if, if you consider this, because we're humans, we have the ability to do that. Now, consider this. Consider an eagle, okay? How does an eagle go about becoming an eagle? Like, what percentage of eagles, like eagles, actually learn to fly? Okay? Like, is it like 10%? Is it like 100%? Yeah, eagles are like 100% like pass rate learning how to fly. But then if you look at what where humans are, where we are, what percentage of the time do we actually achieve or obtain our potential? Not very high, right? Because we fall a little bit, snuggle up next to the tree, climb up into the circle of sameness, then we nest down inside the circle of sameness, and we're like, oh, it's safe, right? But here's what happens on an eagle. They take and they set up this, they set up this nest at a high perch, right? And then the, the eagle... Like the eagle, when these baby eaglets, when it's time for them to fall, maybe they can they climb up on top of mommy's back. She's like, I'm going to take you out to fly today. And so the eaglets are like, okay, let's go fly. You know, and they're real excited. And so they climb up on her back and they go out to fly and they're coming along. And then all of a sudden, mom just like flips over and does a whoo, turns upside down. And all of a sudden, the eaglets are like, ah, coming down. They're crazy. They're like losing their mind, ah, trying to figure it out. And before they hit the ground, mama comes and grabs them and starts taking them back up to the nest. And uh, she's like, there was flying lessons today. How did that go? And they're like, oh, mama's like, they're like terrified, right? It's like, mama's crazy. She tried to kill us today. And so they, they, they may be acquiescent to try flying again. But if you think about it, eagles got to fly, right? How are you going to hunt? How are you going to get food? How are you going to survive? That's like, that is what an eagle does. And so then they rinse and repeat till one day, Mom turns over and all of a sudden she turns over, boom, and all of a sudden that, that little eagle is falling. Ah! Then all of a sudden the wind catches its wing just right, and then I believe I can fly. You know, great song, right? And all of a sudden the eagle can fly. That's why you discover eagles can soar. But look around. How many people are you discovering that soar? That actually reach their potential, that obtain what could have been theirs. And then you discover, huh, you must be human because what you didn't do was be willing to fall that you might become great. And if you think about it, where you're at right now, it has a very direct proportion to your ability to be willing to fall. 
See, we don't want to be uncomfortable. We want the good life. We want everything to turn out perfect. We don't, we want the benefit of owning assets that generate wealth, but we want, but we hold on to the fear of making decisions to obtain them. See what I'm talking about? And as a result, our fear kills us. Here's a statistic. Half of all of the S&P 500 businesses, these are the 500 greatest businesses that get put in the S&P 500, were born out of a recession. Think about that. When the opportunity seems like it is the bleakest, when the opportunity seemed like it was the darkest, is when the greatest advancements on half of the companies in the S&P 500 came about. And you're like, hmm. So people think, oh, the timing's not right. Like, like it will never be right. Okay? You think it was, to think the timing was great for the eaglets that were on mom's back and mom turned upside down, and as a result, they actually fell? Like, somehow, did you notice how nature kind of steps in and helps make it so that eagles can learn how to fly because it is, like, critical for their survival? And so that's one of the things that come into play when we're talking about the law of advancement. I'll show you I'll show you this example, and as soon as I point this out, you're going to immediately understand what I'm talking about. The, the, the challenge that you and I and everybody else has is we, we have the ability to cognitive, cognitively think of things, and as a result, we actually can discover we end up making the wrong choice. So let's just start at the very beginning. The very beginning when all of this stuff came about, all this stuff happened. So there was the Garden of Eden. Say, so we had Adam and Eve, okay? And think of the Garden of Eden. What was it like? Was it beautiful? It, was it lush? Did it have fruit? Did it have, did it have everything provided to them that was the necessities of life to make life perfect? It did, didn't it? It had it all. But here's what happened. God came... God came and said to Adam and Eve, look, look at this amazing garden. Look at this beautiful location. Look at how wonderful this thing is that you've just received. The sun comes up, the food, it naturally grows. Like everything is in its perfect state. This is a place of absolute perfection. Why? Because I created it. I created it to be perfect. I created it from the beginning. And he says, look, Here's the rules. There's not, there's not a lot of rules really inside the Garden of Eden. He's like, look, everything here, it is abundant. You may partake. You may enjoy. You may have everything inside of this garden except the tree of good and evil. Thou shalt not touch the tree of good and evil. And Adam and Eve are like, hmm. So we're in their side this garden and life is good. And life is beautiful, right? And then one day, you got to consider this. Like the, what, the one thing, the only thing that they were not allowed to touch is right there in the center of the garden. And when, when, the, whole, when the whole problem came about, you have to consider Adam and Eve focused on, the, on their lack. They focused on what they did not have. Think about that. Think like, what are you doing right now? What are you doing that's causing you to focus on what you don't have? And what Adam and Eve or Adam and Eve did is they literally started focusing on what they did not have. And as a result, when Adam and Eve 
partook of the fruit of good and evil, they had to walk through the garden past all of their abundance, past all of the beauty, past all of the food that just naturally grew, past it all to get to the one thing that they did not have that they could then partake of. They focused on their lack. And as a result, that's when sorrow and stuff came into the world. Like, consider that. What, what are you focusing on right now? Like, if you look around you, like, there's abundance, right? The, the funny thing is, is there's, mo there's, there's money, there's all kinds of good things in life, and it's flying, it's coming, it's passing. Like, my, my best analogy I can think of is like, just think of like, like cell phone signals, okay? Like, the, you, you can't stop right here right now and necessarily see them, right? But that does not mean that cell phone signals are not uh, traveling. You could be almost any place in the world with a cell phone, and then somebody calls you, and then spontaneously your phone, out of all the phones in the entire world, ring. But that does not mean that there is not frequencies surrounding you right here and right now. But the reason that you're not gathering those or answering everybody's phones is because the cell phone that you have, your antenna, whatever it is, is tuned specifically to that one like address where somebody could call and all of a sudden reach you. Okay, herein lies the, the problem. Okay, it, it, it comes down to what we focus on. And so if we focus on, ah, I don't have this, ah, I don't have that, right? Ah, I'm not willing to invest into my future. And as a result, you're like, man, my life sucks. Why don't I have money? Ah, well, how about that? I was not willing to invest. Ha, how about that? I wasn't willing to lean in. Ha ha, I focused on lack. Why do you think I have lack? Like people that run around talking about how their relationship sucks. Imagine that. What does your relationship do? It sucks. Like when you take and you focus on not having money in your checking account and you can barely pay your bills, guess what? You can barely pay your bills. Like, it is all connected. It is all connected. And so you're like, I don't have money to invest. Guess what you don't have? Money to invest. I don't have time to get ahead. Guess what you don't have? Time to get ahead. And as you start telling yourself these lies, and they must be lies because somebody else got ahead, right? Somebody else advanced. If you read the book, The Millionaire Next Door, you will discover that millionaires on the whole, collectively, almost, ex not exclusively, but almost collectively, are first generational wealth. Like, they came from rags to riches. My podcast is about rags to riches because if you look at where the wealth comes from, it's usually first generation almost every single time. And you look at what they did to obtain what they received, and you will discover that they actually had to allow their checking accounts to fall, okay? Like, one, one, one fundamental that's very, very interesting. This is, if you read the richest, or um, the richest, not the richest man in Babylon, the millionaire next door, okay? When, when there's, a, there's a demographic, when they were out there studying, studying, analyzing millionaires, trying to figure out who's who in the zoo, right? They found a demographic inside the United States that as a, as a percentage of the demographic had the highest concentration of millionaires out of anybody. Any guesses what that was? It was the Irish. Irish out of all people. Why? Because when they came here as an immigrant, people here weren't nice. They didn't like them. They didn't give them, they didn't give them roses. They didn't make life easy. They didn't want to employ them. And because they didn't want to employ them, the Irish were like, fetch, this sucks. 
Let me figure out what I can do to provide for myself. And so the next thing they do, they start figuring out how to create businesses. They figure out how to start investing. They figured out how to start putting capital to work. And as a result, they actually have the highest concentration of millionaires inside the demographics inside the United States. And so like when you're like, oh, poor me, my life sucks. Yeah, that's like probably a benefit for you. But you've got to make a mindset shift and stop saying my life sucks and start leaning into it and saying, wow, what can I do with this gift? That is where wealth was born. It was born in adversity. Like, oh my word. Like if you think about it, like for me to get where I've gotten, dude, I had to wade through some crap. Like it wasn't fun. Like when I, like here's, here's when I left. Okay. When I was in Tucson, Arizona, I may have mentioned this. Like when I was in Tucson, Arizona, I was trying to figure out how to get to Utah. My family had been living in Utah for six months and I was still in Arizona. Like I've got all these kids. I got a beautiful wife. I have a beautiful house in Utah and I was living in Arizona at a friend's house. They were kind enough to let me um, borrow a room. This, this, this bed that I was sleeping on was five feet long. So as I slept on the bed at night, my feet hung off the bed. And that's, that's where I spent five months, six months. And one day, one day I had this impression. The impression is, is Mike, it is time for you to leave. And I'm like, it's time for me to leave. It's like, boom, I'm out of purgatory. Like I didn't find a job. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find employment. And so I'm like, okay, I guess it's time for me to leave. But when I had that impression, I didn't like, to me, it was a relief. Like I, I remember the family I was staying with. They're like, holy cow. There's like, like they probably thought I was crazy, like psychotic kind of like, dude, you're moving to Utah with your whole family and you don't have a job and you got your mortgage payment on this ridiculously awesome house. Basically, they're like, it would have been great if you had a job, right? But I didn't have one and I had the impression to leave and I literally, I, I basically, I, I didn't want to, I did those, they, they became kind of, we became very, very fond of each other and I didn't want to. I didn't want to prolong my, my leaving. And so basically what it was is I said, hey, tomorrow um, I'm actually just going to Utah and I'm just moving moving back to my house or moving to my house, I guess. And I remember they, they kind of had this, you don't have a job yet. Like, are you sure that's a good idea? And I'm like, dude, I don't know that it's a good idea. It's a bad idea. I don't know what it is. I just had the impression it's time and I'm leaving. Like I'm going home. I'm, I guess I'm going home. Yep. And, uh, and so I literally did like, I know what it's like to fall. All of a sudden I had all of these obligations and I didn't have checks coming in no more. And all of a sudden it was like, it was painful. I remember sitting on the ground, rocking back and forth. It's like, how am I going to make this happen? How am I going to make this happen? How am I going to make this happen? And like, like stress. Okay. Talk about stress. Like go get yourself a big family like I have. Okay. I've got, there's, there's 10 of us in my family. Go get yourself a big family that you were responsible to pay for. Go buy a house that was at least, it was twice the size of your previous home. That was twice the mortgage payment that you've had. It's like four times the mortgage payment of the house that you had five years, they're about six, uh, five years prior, okay? And all of a sudden, you're like, how am I going to make this work? And the, the, the conclusion I had is literally when I was there, I was not making enough money at Raytheon to be able to support what I actually had in play anymore. Therefore, I had to discover something new. But I tell you what, 
Had I not, like, look, I, I'm going to, I take credit for the fact that I made that choice, but here's where it really came into play. My, I, I mentioned it before. My wife says, we're going to miss out on big blessings. Therefore, we're moving to Utah and you're welcome to come with me. And so that literally, that's what we did. We moved them to Utah and I literally stayed in Tucson, Arizona for another six months. Okay. And then finally, I just pulled the plug and moved. But talk about fear, like my checking account fall. But I come back to this law of advancement. This is where I can't disprove it. My checking account fell. Okay, it did. When I started up a business, my checking account fell. When I figured out how to launch this thing or whatever this thing is, my checking account fell. Like I had no idea how to sell a thing for the life of me. And uh, I, I bumped into, I came across this dude named Russell Brunson. And I, I read his book, and I'm like, huh, fascinating. Internet, internet marketing, boom, okay. And then I started reading more, and, and he, I came upon this section that's like the perfect webinar. How do you sell something? I'm like, I need to learn how to sell something. I have no idea. But I had to buy those things. And then after I bought those things, I remember, I remember when I first started selling solar, like, my checking account didn't just fall. It got absolutely crushed because I didn't know how to sell something. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden I got like, it, it was bad. It, like it was really bad. Okay. Um, it got so bad that at, fortunately my church was kind enough to help out. Like one of the things that they said to me that, that kind of resonates in my mind for a long time. They're like, Mike, you do realize to live where you live, it takes money and not everybody gets to live where you live. And do you have stuff that you would be willing to sell? And I remember him saying that. And that like, like I was like, I'm like, bro, this is a temporary problem. Okay. I am not going to liquidate my assets. And so if you want to help me in my squeeze, fine. If you don't, it is what it is. Okay. Like, and he goes, well, Mike, good thing is, is you came and saw me before you were upside down, like super extremely sideways and all screwed up. But basically, for two consecutive months, they paid my mortgage payment. They put food on my table for about six months till I could get my crap turned around. But in the end, here's what I ended up doing. Learning how to sell something. Like, I had to start buying things. I had to start studying. I, like, I, I poured my heart and soul into learning how to sell, discovering. What is it that you got to do? And, that, and I even discovered that I sucked at it. And finally, I actually went and got myself a mentor. Like, this mentor, like... My ability to be profitable dropped considerably when I went and found this mentor. But I'll tell you what, it, I made a lot more money under a mentor than I ever would have had I not found a mentor. So eventually I figured out how to fly. Okay, And as I learned how to fly, I all of a sudden started figuring out how to advance. Like when I talk about doing my Amazon stores, like do you think that somebody came to me and said, boom, shakalaka. There it is. No investment required. Nothing. All you have to do is just take the goods. And that's not how it was. Like all of a sudden I discovered I had to invest to figure out how to get forward or to move forward. Okay. When I wanted to buy stocks, I discovered that I had to allow my checking account to fall that I might be able to move forward. When I bought this house, I like had to be willing to allow my checking account to fall before I was allowed to move forward. Like, think about it. What, as I've now taken, exposed your mind to this, think about it. How often 
Have you ever, ever, or have you ever seen somebody advance that did not first fall? And you will probably, like, unless you're this, like you're some kind of crazy rare exception. Now, I, I have not been able to disprove it because, like, even if you contribute time, like, your time should have been worth something and you will discover that your checking account will have fallen because you were, you were allocating your time or something differently, okay? Like, sometimes maybe in the beginning, the only thing you've got is you've got no money. The only thing you've got is time. You may discover your ability to have a good time and go play. Probably will get smashed because you discover you need two jobs. You might discover you need three jobs, but I'm telling you that the quickest way to solve your problem is to discover how to sell something. Now, you don't have to be the expert at selling something, okay? But all I, the one thing I can tell you is this. The people that prosper, like whether they sell it or they got a system that sells it, like if you do online, like one of the things like Russell Brunson does, he likes to sell crap online. The, the reason is, and this is why, is here, here's, here's the magic. He can create, like if you were to think about who, if, if you've got a product or you've got something, then you discover that you're really, really good at selling it, okay? Who is the best person to sell your product? Probably you, right? So what you do is you figure out how to capture his very best presentation, selling the product and put it online so that the presentation can sell for him 24-7, okay? And he figured out how to put stuff online and how to market it. And so you've got, you've got to look at it and like somehow, like one, one thing that gets weird is people think, well, I don't like salesmen. Like I don't like... I don't, I don't want to be associated with that. Like, look, everything you own was sold to you, okay? Are you wearing clothes? Did you buy it? Yeah, somebody sold it, right? Somebody sold you your glasses. Somebody hold, sold you your hairspray. Somebody sold you, your, sold you your shirt, your jacket, your pants, your house. Like, this entire world revolves around somebody causing somebody to sell. Now, you might say, well, I don't like one-on-one -on -one salesmen. All right, fine, okay? But whatever it is, Somehow, somebody sold something to you. And so, like, maybe I'm getting off on a tangent. It's, it's just crazy because I, I just look at it. I'm like, so, you have to sell something. If you got a job, you sold your services to an employer. If you got a crappy job, you did not sell your services very well. You need to go back and retool and sell them again. Okay? Sell it for more. Figure out how to sell it for more. Figure out how to get a new tool to sell it for more. Like, you want to advance, you need to figure out how to sell something for more. Like you got either your time you can sell for more, you can sell a product, figure out how to sell it for more, figure out how to maximize it. Like one of the things that you can do, like when I talk about Amazon stores, like what I'm talking about is being able to sell for a profit margin, but then being able to sell thousands of them, like high volume, pump it out, boom, 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 thousands of sales. And because you don't want to sell, boom, that's why your Amazon comes in and Amazon is very, very, very good at selling stuff. Go look at their revenue historical data. It's like, dude, it is like a ski lift, man. It's just, well, ski lifts go down, right? So you got to do an inverse one. But it's like a jump. It just goes, and it goes up because they're very, 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 very good at selling. They test everything. They test it. They test it. So just put that into perspective. Put that into perspective. If you, if you want to advance, you're going to have to figure out how to put the laws into play. You will have to discover your checking account will drop. It, there is no way around it. You, you will lose time and you will lose money if you ever wish to advance. There's no way around it. 
Okay, It's what will cause you to be rich, and it's what will cause you to be broke. You'll become broke because you get stuck in the circle of sameness that says, I am not willing to try something different. Okay, And then this where it leads into the last part of this thing is what poor people don't know about making money. Because they think, they think that the people who prospered were handed success. They thought that they did not have to suffer. They thought that they did not have to put money down. They figured that people who advanced didn't actually have to allow the checking account to fall. And that is exactly why people will always be broke. Because they will, until they discover that the law of advancement is in fact a universal law, that I have not been able to personally disprove no matter how many times I've looked at it. Until they discover that, they're stuck. It goes into, there's really four types of people. And do a little self-assessment. You can, you can quickly see these people. They're, so the very bottom of the rung, these are free people. They don't care what it is. They just want it free. I want it free. Free, 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 free. And free people will never succeed unless they discover how to level up. Now, just above, above that, there's, um, I think I forgot one of them. There's feeble people. Now, feeble people, they're willing to pay, well, no, 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 no. I remember the third, next one. You got cheaple people. They don't care what it is as long as it's cheap. And as long as it's cheap, they're in the game, but they're cheaple people. And as a result, when you, you are a cheaple people, everything you have is cheap, okay? Now, you got feeple people. These are people who are willing to pay a fee to obtain what they want. These are the ones that, like, I think of tools. Like, when I go buy tools, I'm, like, I'm not going to buy the cheapest stuff. It doesn't work. It breaks. It drives me nuts. It wastes my time. I, my time is too valuable to spend time on crap that don't work. Like, I want better stuff because I want it done. I want it done yesterday. I want it done fast because my time is valuable. And you find people that are willing to pay a fee, and all of a sudden you discover their life is different, okay? And then you've got people people. These people are the ones that are willing to pay a premium to life because they expect the best. And as a result, these guys take the most epic vacations. They have the most epic lives. Life is so abundant for them because they are focusing on abundance. They are focusing on the premium end of it. They are not. They do not want to pay attention to the cheapo. They do not want the freepo stuff. In fact, you will discover that people in vibrations, like you will not find a a freepo people really wanting to hang around with freepo people because freepo people drive them nuts. You know what I'm talking about? So, law of advancement, man. Understand your buckets. Know where you're at. But the cool thing is, is once you know where you're at, if you're the free one, or if you're the cheap one, or if you're the, you were willing to pay a fee, or if you're willing to pay a premium, at least you know your bucket. Because if you don't identify where you're at, you're, you're going to have a hard time getting to where you need to be. And then you can start figuring it out. Start figuring it out. Start figuring it out. Start leveling up. Hey, I have a nine to five job. How do I level up? Okay, find something that starts generating income 24-7. Find a way to cause your money to get out of unemployment. 
Okay? Find a way to start selling them. Find a way to start leveling up, and you'll discover all of a sudden your life will change and people will be like, bam, how did he do that? And they'll think, and the, the, the poor people will say, oh, it's just lucky. Like, lucky my butt. Like, when you plow money into something so that you can get a return, is that luck? Like, think about it. When you plow a field and you go out there and you sow seeds and you, you take your hands and you sow seeds and you plant a field, is there any surprise when you get a harvest? But people are like, oh, they just got a harvest. You didn't pay attention to the fact that he went and planted. And the planting created the harvest. There's a law of abundance. Like, like life itself will oversupply. You take one seed. You go drop one seed out there. You plant one seed of corn. Guess what comes up? You get a stock of corn with ears. And each ear has multiple seeds. Life is like that. You just got to be willing to be a planter. Plant that thing. Put that thing in the earth. Allow that thing to start gushing forth. Allow that thing to start causing new things to take place. Problem is, is we're so addicted to playing, to doing nothing productive, figuring out that the people who are out there willing to work, those guys are greedy. Those guys are selfish. They should give us some of their harvest because I don't want to plant. I want to screw around and play Instead of actually getting in the game, planting some crap so that I get corn, right? And then they're like, they look at you like, man, you're greedy. Like, greedy my butt. I am out here causing things to take place and I am causing an abundance, overabundance to take place so that you have food in your belly. And you think that I'm greedy? No. Who do you, like, it's the people that have money that have the ability to give. When you've got no money, what are you going to do? How are you going to feed a bunch of hungry people? You got to go find some people that got money to give so that you can help feed people. So there it is. Law of advancement. Boy, is that as, as good as you can get it. You want to figure out advance? Go to alphawealthsecrets.com. Check out my Amazon store. It's a done for. You don't have to have every skill set. Okay? You don't have to know how to do everything. I don't know how to build a car. And I really don't care because I can drive the car. Okay? Like, I don't care. My, my, my last truck I bought, fortunately I bought it for COVID, was 70000 bucks. Like, I don't, if I went and built that thing, not only would it not work, it wouldn't be very good, and it would cost me more than 70000 bucks. I'm not going to build a car. I'm going to drive the car that I bought. I'm not going to build this house. This house is awesome. But I don't want to build it, okay? There's other people that want to build houses. I just, I just do things that, that are good, but I get the benefit of somebody else's skill set. I tap into what they do better than me. Like, I don't want to know how to, like, I don't know, I don't want to know how to code software, okay? But there's people that do. Like, if I spent my time coding software, I'd spend, I would end up spending 80% of my time, maybe even 90% of my time on crap I don't know how to do, instead of spending like most of my time on the 20% that I'm really good at, that where all the, all the reaping comes from. Just, you got to focus on the things that make sense and be willing to buy the things that you don't know how to do so that you could obtain the, the success. Like I laugh at people, it's like DIY. I want to do it myself, DIY. Like, look, when it, when it comes to working on my razors, I do a little DIY. Here's why. When I'm up, up in the sticks and my freaking razor breaks down, I want to know how to unplug myself from my predicament. And so I, I learn enough to be able to close certain gaps 
when I find myself in that position. But I'm telling you, DIY is the slowest way to get anything done. Like you want something done, buy it. Like don't, don't buy, just buy the car. Okay. Buy the chair, buy, buy, like, like it, you could sit, my son right now is going to school to be an engineer, right? He's going to, he's going to grind four out, four years becoming an engineer. And I could go be an engineer too, or I could just buy some of his labor, right? I'll just buy what I need. Raytheon, like Raytheon was really good at this. They had all these different skill sets and you got a program. The program reached out into all of the, the expertises and they bought by the pound what it is they needed. I'm going to buy your services for one year. Okay, cool. Got it for one year. Cost me like 80,000, 90,000 bucks. Boom. Okay. Closed my project out. Thank you. Now I'll put you back into the pool or whatever, but you buy what you need by the pound rather than try to figure it out all by yourself. What, what a, here, like, I don't want to be rude, but that is just straight up stupid trying to do everything yourself. Like, it's just stupid, okay? Like, did you imagine trying to plant your own banana trees in your backyard in Utah, or like your own orange trees? Could you imagine trying to catch salmon in your backyard? Like, does that even make sense? Could you imagine, like, trying to have a coconut tree? Like, could you imagine trying to manufacture your car in your backyard? Like, it's dumb, dude. Buy, buy what you want, buy it by the pound, Cause your life to be great because you spent time on what you're excellent at and allow other people to help you and you will discover success. Go to ragsrichessecrets.com. That, well, this is ragsrichessecrets.com. Go to alphawaltsecrets.com. Figure it out. Like, if you don't like my model, that's fine. Find another model. What I can tell you about my model is you get an Amazon store. You do not have to know everything. We know how to do it. We know how to run it. We know how to scale it. We know how to manage it. We know how to do everything. We close gaps. We close gaps day in and day out for people who are like, I know I need to be selling something, but I don't know how to sell it. Do you know how to sell it? Yep, we know how to sell it. Okay, boom. Like people that own companies, they find salespeople. They're like, look, I know how to create a company. I know how to do a product. I know how to do this. I know how to operate, but I don't know how to sell some. Can you come here and sell that? I'll pay you for doing that. Okay. And you can tap into what we already know, which is the how to build, scale, highly profitable Amazon stores so that you gather some honey and you start pulling your harvest out, start having a big smile on your face, and life is really good. That, my friends, is another Rags Riches Secrets. Allow the law of advancements to work for you. Watch out for the poor people who think that money just happens. Later. <laughs>